Hey, and welcome back to Boozy Bracketology. My name is Chris. I'm going to be your host for this third episode in our sports movie bracket challenge. So you've met the panel already. Let's run through everyone real quick. Tell me what you're drinking. We're going to start here in the Tampa Bay area. Mr. Mario, sir, what do you have? I am drinking uh, good old water. I'm very, I'm very, very excited. You know, you could tell by the four bottles of Aquafina sitting next to me. Mario's got his Aquafina locked in. Unfortunately, doesn't have a Grammy yet, but she'll get there. Mike and Nikki, what do y'all have tonight? Hey, everybody. Hello. Uh, I've gone back to the well with my, with the uh, Oktoberfest Lager out of Yellowhammer Brewing, which is a local brewery here in Huntsville. Get get that little pop right there. It's a very good beer from a very good local brewery. Uh, I doubt you can probably get their beers too far outside of the greater Huntsville area. But if you're ever around here, uh, we got a cool little brew scene. Check it out. And Nikki, what do you have? That's the only way you can get people to come to Huntsville. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, what are you drinking, babe? Oh, um, I'm still on some Jack and Diet. I'm almost uh, out of that. I think I'm about Jack to, and Zero. Jack and Zero. That's right. I think I'm about to switch over to good old water, though. <laughs> party animal there you go and we're gonna head on out to dallas texas steven sir how you doing my friend and what are you drinking well, i'm doing well sir and uh because in 1992 the advertisements for batman return told me that diet coke was batman's favorite drink that is what i'm consuming tonight there you go you've been lied to by mr tim burton join the fan club and uh, we're going to head out to Reno, Nevada, the home of the strip clubs and the brothels. Sarah, what do you have? I have a Ballast Point Black Marlin Porter. It's Ooh. also a giant bottle. I got a pack of these giant bottles of beer. They're they're all mixed. And honestly, they're all excellent. Um, this one says it's a hop forward porter. I don't believe it. I'm not a hoppy beer person. It's a delicious Black Marlin Porter. So I'm not a hoppy beer person either, but I have got from Rock Brothers Brewing right here in Tampa, Florida, a nothing too fancy pale ale. I am not a fan of the hop, but this is actually a really good pale ale. And the last of my my recent major purchase at Rock Brothers Brewing, if you listen to the pub trivia experience, I went I went down there and picked up their they had a couple of different beers, but we got a four-pack of their 311 Amber Ale, which, if you haven't had it, is phenomenal. If you, They actually ship all over the U.S., so if you want to buy it online, you can buy it from them. And then they had a, a really light, daughtry summer beer. I think it's called the Summer Ale or something like that. That like It's it's August in Florida, so it was really, really light. It's really good. And if you're a fan of daughtry, they uh, they tagged the bottom, of the, bo- the bottom of the cam there for you, but... Rock Brothers Brewing right here in Ybor City, Florida is beautiful. Also, if you're a fan of bourbon, huge bourbon selection, huge whiskey selection. Go down and check them out right down in Ybor, Ybor City. Rock on, walk on down there. Get a cigar while you're there. Um, beautiful, beautiful location. But let's go ahead. We are going to jump into our third bracket here. And we're going to start. Your order tonight is going to be Mario, Mike and Nikki, Chris, Sarah, and then ending it with Steven. We're going to start with your one seed of the original Rocky versus the 16 seed of Bring It On. Mario, what do you think? 
for me, this is easy. I I seen both of these movies. And, bring you know, it on, you want right? Really good, yeah, I'll bring it on for you. Absolutely. Cheap seg- segue, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I remember seeing both of these movies. I've seen Rocky multiple times. I've seen Bring It On several times. You know, Eliza Dushku was very hot in this movie, just by the way. Um, that's really that's really it has going for them. Yeah, for, and Gabrielle Union was in it as well. But how could you, you know, how Rocky's the best. You know, I'm, so, I'm sorry. The Italian Stallion, um, 100% goes to Rocky. Underdog story of going against Apollo Creed. So why not? All right, we got to vote for Rocky. We're bringing it over to Mike and Nikki. What do you think? Uh, yeah, there was like almost a part of me that wanted to do an upset on this one. Just, I don't know. I'm not the the biggest Rocky fan. I mean, I know it's classic. I'm just, I'm something about boxing movies. I'm just not a huge fan about, but I mean, I appreciate Rocky for what it is. And I love the story behind Rocky and how he made the movie. I mean, like this, when he sold his dog and got his dog back, that makes me cry every time. Um, but Bring It On was fun. I mean, you know, it's a cheerleading movie, and I kind of like that they give a little bit, you know, cheerleading gymnastics, it is a sport, and it is, you know, we don't have anything like that on the list. But as fun as Bring It On is, I mean, even I know that Rocky is the better film, so Rocky it is. <laughs> All right, that's going to bring it down to me. Um, Mario, you're, you're right. Uh, Eliza Dushku is the only reason I watched that movie. Uh, it came exactly. out right around. I was about. I'm about her age. Um, it's actually really. It's really. It's a fun little movie. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and Stephen, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Peyton Reed directed that, right? I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, like it's Peyton Reed who did uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. That's a. He's a fun little director. Um, with that being said, like Rocky is a phenomenal film. Um. It's set in the set. It's obviously a '70s movie. It's set in the '70s. It's got some of the the '70s movies problem where it's it's really slow compared to modern films. But it, it's a genre defining film as far as what it achieved and what it kind of came from and where it ended up. It's Rocky, and it's not to me not even close. I'm happy to see a cheerleading movie on here. Um, yay for Gabrielle Union and Kirsten Dunst and. Eliza Dushku and Jesse Bradford, I think, is the the brother in this. Um, but no, it's it's Rocky, man. Talia Shire's third best movie. All right, Sarah, what do you think? I think I made my feelings of the Rocky movies pretty clear in the second round. I also feel like at the same time, I apologize for who I am as a human being. So I'm only voting for Bring It On. Because, I, first of all, I know my vote doesn't count. <laughs> Second, I know it's wrong. But I just, I could never get into the Rocky movies, no matter how hard I tried. The first time I saw Bring It On, I was like 33 years old. I wasn't even a teenager. Um, and it was a dreadful movie. But I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't walk away from it. So, I feel like it, it needs a little love. It's a cheerleading movie. I, gymnastics, I think, are pretty are, is pretty cool. It's it's hard to do. Um, I'm giving it a vote because it doesn't count and it won't count and it won't make a difference. But showing a little bit of love to bring it on for no other reason other than didn't really care much for the Rocky movie. Then I suck as a as a person. It's okay. 
So Bring It On has a vote here. It is two to one. Steven, what do you say? Okay, I didn't expect there to be a vote for Bring It On, so it might take me a minute to recover here. Um, no, this is this clearly Rocky. It's it's maybe a perfect sports movie as far as how the sports interact with the film because it's about a guy who his entire life he just keeps getting beat down and beat down and beat down and yet he still keeps going and the only thing he does in the ring is he gets beat down and beat down and beat down and somehow he still keeps going he just doesn't go down and the thing where rocky becomes such a great film is the point in it where rocky decides not even he is going to win all he can do is go the distance and once he sets that as his goal in life and his goal in the ring he's able to achieve something remarkable and that radiates throughout the film and it's brilliant and um yeah it's rocky it's rocky all the way and rocky is going to move on and I apologize. It is actually a four to one victory. You're right, uh, Sarah. You, your vote did not count. Uh, Rocky moves on four to one as we move on to the next battle in the sports movie bracket challenge. And we're going to start with Mike and Nikki here, and your your battle is going to be forty two, the Jackie Robinson story versus the Water Boy. So, Mike and Nikki. What do you say? So I was actually a pretty big Adam Sandler fan in the in the mid nineties. I I loved Billy Madison, loved Happy Gilmore, loved Wedding Singer, and the Water Boys just kind of where he lost me. I don't know if it was just the fact that I was now old enough to drive a car or what the deal was, but I just never particularly cared for the Water Boy. Forty two is a very good bit baseball film. It's as far as biopics go, like it's, it's relatively pedestrian. Like it doesn't, there's not a whole lot uh, there, but it's still just, even in that context, it's just fascinating to watch, to watch the things that Jackie Robinson had to go through as the first player to integrate major league baseball. It dramatized in such a way, like, and it's just, it's, it's a, it's just a, I don't know. It it it, it resonates with, with with you in in just a major way from both a sports fan perspective and also just a general historical perspective. Like such a foreign world to us, uh, and may it remain so. But it's only seventy years hence. Like it's not like it was that long ago. Uh, I think forty two is clearly the better film in this one. We have the first vote for forty two, and that's going to bring it down to me, and I'm next. Um. This is going to be a little bit of a hating on my part, and I, I'm going to apologize to our fan base here for just a brief second, but the movie The Water Boy was filmed in Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Florida is home of the Florida Gators, so any self-respecting SEC fan or, in my case, Florida State fan hates the University of Florida. Like It seems to be the most hated university in the Southeast for some reason. Um, with that being said, like 42 is a, is fine. 42 is a, a good movie. I don't think it's the best baseball movie. Um, it's by far not the worst baseball movie. It's, it's fine. I don't think it handles the subject matter as, as well as say, remember the Titans. Um, but it's still a better movie than the water boy. 
the only thing that, to me the Waterboy has going for is Feruza Balk, who it's not even her best freaking movie. So, no, it's it's 42. 42 hands down. Sarah, what do you think? Uh, can I cast my vote for Bring It On? Is that go for this round? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by all means, go right ahead. <laughs> I think you know clearly um, who I'm going to vote for. The Waterboy, it is kind of cheesy, but it's still just one of those movies. It just makes me stupid laugh. But you can just turn it on, no matter what's going on, and laugh. Um, 42, I remember I was waiting for that to come into the theaters. And I remember... It, it tells us, like, what he had to endure. Um, to me, he's the only number ever retired in baseball, and he deserves it. I, I think it's just a, a, the heartwarming story of the struggles. I disagree with some. I, I think it tells it tells the story very nicely. Of I, And I remember reading things that the actors had such a hard time getting through it because of the terrible things that they had to say. Um you know, everyone loves Jackie Robinson. Everyone loves the Jackie Robinson story. Uh, 42, all the way. And with that, 42 picks up its third vote. But let's go ahead and let's see what Steven has to say. Uh, so I do like 42 a lot. Uh, I think it suffers a little bit because as a baseball fan, you hear the Jackie Robinson story, uh, you know, it's kind of like being a comic book fan. You hear it about as often as you hear about Bruce Wayne's parents getting shot in an alley. It seems like we're always telling that story over and over. And uh, it's an important story to tell, and we need to keep telling it. But if you're going to tell it again, it needs to be something special. It needs to be – you have to have a take on it more than just kind of telling it beat for beat, which is what I feel 42 does a lot. Uh, it does that well but it doesn't stay with me at all. So I'm actually, even though it's a worthless vote, I'm going to give it to the water boy. Cause I think it stays with me a little bit more. All right. Steven's locked in with the water boy. Mario, what do you think? I'm going to agree with, with Mike said, actually the water boy you lost me with because loved, you know, the wedding singer, you know, happy Gilmore. And then this thing in 2003 pops out. Basically, um, I remember going to see 42 on the opening weekend, and I think actually it was with you, Chris, in Oldsmar. Um, it, w- it was a great movie. It, w- it was it was powerful, and Harrison Ford was great in it, and so was Chadwick. So 100% 42. And Mario brings a good point there. That's uh, one of the first movies we had to see Chadwick Boseman, and it's, uh, yeah, he, his performance is great. Uh, 42 is going to move on to the next round. And uh, I'm going to start this next one off here, apparently. It's going to be Foxcatcher versus The Longest Yard, the 1974 version, not the Adam Sandler version. Um, So it's a five seed versus a 12 seed. Foxcatcher is the five seed. The Longest Yard is the 12 seed. Um, Yeah, uh... When I think of movies that are enjoyable, neither one of these movies come to mind. Um, they're not enjoyable films. Foxcatcher has a an ending that's just depressing as hell. Like, oh my god. Um, the Longest Yard has a special place in my heart. If not for nothing else, than Burt Reynolds. Um, it's 
him at the peak of being Burt Reynolds and not many people know this, but like during the filming of this, of this, uh, of this movie was around the first time that Bobby Bowden took over at Florida state and they were struggling financially and he would, Burt Reynolds wasn't a running back at Florida state and he would reach back out and find out what's going on at the university. And Bobby told him they needed money. And so during this film, during the, the filming of this, he actually went and raised money for the university. If for nothing else, that's going to win it for me. Uh, it's not a great movie. It's got the, we've talked about it in other podcasts, but it's got the seventies pacing problems where it just, it, it's so long, but it's more enjoyable than the Fox catcher. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Uh, it's probably not as well acted as Fox catcher, but um, I'm going to look past it. I'm going the longest yard. I, I, I like that movie a lot. Sarah, what do you think? I'm going to go Foxcatcher on this one. Um, it was horribly depressing. But it's one of those movies that I will always remember that ending. Um, and to me, it, I don't know. The way I enjoy, enjoy movies is a little different. Um, I'm going Foxcatcher. I, I don't know what else to say on that one. All right. Steven, you're up. Uh, so yeah, I agree that uh, Foxcatcher is not fun to watch, um, but it's definitely a movie that I want to watch, and I really get an enjoyment out of watching. Uh, Steve Carell is—he proves me wrong in what my estimation with him as an actor was before that film. Uh, so for me, it's definitely going to be the Foxcatcher. Oh, the Longest Yard should not be forgotten either. I don't want to crap on that one, but Foxcatcher wins. Foxcatcher has got two votes. Mario, what do you say? Well, I'm I'm more of a football person when it comes to these two. Um, I like the Burt Reynolds version. I also like the Adam Sandler version. But like you said, it does pace slowly uh, for the movie. But out of the two, you know, I have mad respect for Steve Carell, but I'll go with the longest yard on this one. Wow. This one is going to come down to Mike and Nikki. Mike has got the the microphone placed in front of his lips, and he is ready to wax poetic about one of these films. Mike, what do you think? Uh, your poetry is this, I suppose. Um, I, you know, I, maybe I need to revisit it. I'm sure it's a great movie. I know it got rave reviews, especially for the lead performance. I fell asleep during Foxcatcher. I found it phenomenally boring. Um, Longest Yard, I remember watching with my dad, and I think maybe for that reason alone, for that nostalgia, and not to mention on top of it, as Mario said, I just am going to side a little more with the football movie. And uh, not to mention, every uh, every bracket needs at least one 12-5 upset, so... Uh, longest yard. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have our 12-5 upset. The longest yard is going to upset the fox catcher, and it's going to move on to the round of 32. Well, let's not celebrate too much because we've got Sarah leading the charge here where you've got the best picture winner, from that mistaken, Chariots of Fire, taking on the Keanu Reeves. Whoa, the replacements. Sarah, like, what do you say? Mostly, I hate any movie about running because I'm jealous. 
and I hate running. Um, I'll be honest. It actually, it was a good movie. Um, I worked at Blockbuster Video when I was in high school. And the replacements for a football movie I mentioned earlier. I'm not a big football fan. I watched that movie several times. Um, I don't know if it was Keanu Reeves. Uh, it, it was just the the perfect misfits. Like we all knew, it was a bunch of misfits coming together. But it was just such a great mix of them. So I don't want to discredit Chariots of Fire. I think I can't vote for it mostly because I'm jealous of it. Um, but I, I have to go with the replacements on this. I just it was an enjoyable movie. It was a movie that I saw several times. Um, that's purely what I'm basing my vote off of. Um, but for a football movie, it was definitely one of my favorites. All right. Sarah has locked in and the chariots of fire is currently trailing the replacements in early in the first half. Steven can chariots of fire get back in this game or will the replacements get a little bit of a lead going into halftime? So this one, I actually think is a little bit tougher. The more I think about it, um, because I enjoy the replacements more than I enjoy Chariots of Fire. But it's one of those where when I put on my critic's hat, Chariots of Fire is so far ahead of the replacements in terms of filmmaking <laughs> that it's hard for me to just go with my gut. So I've got a real, uh, I've got a real, I'm ambivalent about it. I kind of want to vote for both of them, really. Um, uh, which one do I... It, at the end of the day, Cherries of Fire is just such a better film that my analytical brain's winning out, so I'm going to vote for that. We have got a one-to-one uh, scenario here. Mario, Break the Tide, Chariots of Fire, or The Replacements? As everybody has seen how I vote, I, I definitely vote for um, baseball or football movies. I can really care less about them running. I, I really do. I could care less. How could you not love... Shane Falco, John Favreau, Gene Hackman. They're awesome in that freaking movie. If it is on, I don't care. I will watch it, even though I've seen that freaking movie. I can't tell you how many times. Uh, 100% uh, the replacements. And can I say, I had to look up her name, actually. The girl who played Keanu Reeves' girlfriend. That girl was hot as hell back then. Just going to say that right now. All right. Mario is locked in his uncontroversial opinion that the cheerleader, the lead cheerleader for the Washington Sentinels was attractive. Apparently, that would be her name. Mike and Nikki, what do you say? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Chariots of Fire, Best Picture winner, 1981. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, beat Raiders of Lost Ark. So that's that's tough to, to swallow. Um but really, I mean, when I think about it, all I can really remember from the movie is the dun 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 dun. I mean, that's like all I can really remember. I just don't. I. I mean, I know it's a great movie. I just don't have a lot of association with it. The replacements. I don't know. It, yeah, with the Chase, Chariots of Fire is the better movie, but at the same time, I think I I'm gonna pick replacements on this one. It's the classic misfit plus like second chance second chance story. Like that's me. I love sports. Like everybody's athletic dream is like to just get a second chance at playing that game, and it is. It's about these athletes who get a second chance. So I'm going with the replacements. Well, despite a disastrous Sugar Bowl against Florida State, the replacements is gonna move on. Despite my opinion, um. 
I can't take my critics hat off. Uh, Chariots of Fire is it's a really well made movie. Um, I, I I like I love the replacements. I can't get over the fact that they don't know how penalties work. Um, go back and watch the first football game they have. Um, because they get two penalties, and they end up somehow end up at the seven yard line, which makes no damn sense whatsoever. Um, I, the replacement is a really fun movie, but Chariots of Fire is a beautiful film. It really is a beautiful film. I, I, I'm I'm losing here, and I don't care. I'm I'm my God, you guys are voting against Chariots of Fire. Are you kidding me? That's fine. That's fine. The replacements will move on, and I actually really love that movie, but. I can't believe that it beat out Chariots of Fire. I'm a little in shock right now. Chris, Chris, I would like to remind you again, as Nikki said, Chariots of Fire beat Raiders of the Lost Ark for Best Picture. That alone should have you voting against it. But you know the Academy was Raiders of the Lost Ark ever going to win. Like, come on. (laughs) Touche, but still. Well, we're going to go ahead. We're going to move the replacements over (laughs) Chariots of Fire to the next round. And cinephiles everywhere are throwing hissy fits, as only cinephiles can. Your next one is going to be Major League versus He Got Game. And Steven is going to lead us off here. Steven, what do you say, my friend? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I blacked out for a minute. Something weird must have just happened. Um I, I, for some reason, when I updated my bracket, it says the replacements. It's, uh, anyway, um, for this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Major League. I, I love Major League all the way. Um, yeah, I'm just, I have I have no words. Give me a minute to pick my chin off the floor. I'm gonna go ahead and mark down Major League, and I'll talk about it later because I have no words. Mario, what do you say? Well, I have plenty of words actually for you, Stephen. And um, believe it, it, it did happen, but it's okay. Um, yeah, how could you not love Major League? It's a great movie. I, you know, I remember me and my cousin Nikki, and we were watching that basically back, you know, in freaking Long Island back in the day. And you know, it was it was great just watching the Cleveland in- Indians trying to make something of themselves. Then how could you forget the shitty owner? And then, you know, the manager going ahead and trying to get their get their morale up. by Let's put a new picture of her up there and let's go ahead and pull the stickers off so until we get to her boobs. I'm like, that's hysterical. You know, Joe Boo, you know, come on. Let's, you know, that was great. All to Major League, all the way. All right, we've got another one from Major League. Mike and Nikki, what do you say? The very first time I ever skipped school, we were going to, to the mall to see the movie He Got Game. A buddy of mine had to stop for an errand on the way. The errand took longer than expected. So we showed up a couple minutes late to the movie theater, and we were, we were rushing to try and get into the, uh, to the theater. We, we ran into the theater. We sat down. We started watching. He, it, it looked the movie had just started. It, it looked like so. We just sat down. We're like, okay, we missed a couple minutes. It's fine. An hour later, the credits rolled, and we were like, wait, that was a really short movie. Come to find out, we'd walked into the wrong theater, missed the first hour of the movie, and it still somehow formed a completely cohesive story. I have no idea what that first hour contained. It, but the the second half by itself was a completely cohesive story. So you know. If I ever get around to seeing the full movie, I'm sure it will be fine. 
but this is clearly major league all the way. Like, come on, major league is a stone cold classic. He got game. The second half of it, I did really enjoy, but, uh, you know, uh, Major League clearly is the winner here, in my opinion. Major League has got a three nothing lead, and we'll be moving on to the next round. Um, so he got game has a very special place in my heart because when I saw it, um, it was like the year after Ray Allen left UConn, um, and like I'm from Connecticut, so that was kind of a, a kind of a big deal, like. You think of University of Connecticut, you think of Connecticut in general, you think of like the Hartford Whalers and women's basketball. But there was a good point in there where uh, Jim Calhoun had the the Connecticut Huskies as a legitimate power for a long time in college basketball. With that being said, like Major League is a movie that I endlessly will quote. Um, I met uh, Corbin Burnson, ironically, at a con, and he was kind of a dick. He wasn't kind of a dick. He was a complete dick. Um he was the guy was a dick. But with that being said, even with that bad that bad seed in my mouth, like Major League is endlessly quotable, endlessly quotable. He got game, completely forgettable to me. I, yeah, it's it's Major League. Sarah, what do you think? Major League is the only movie that I actually like. Charlie Sheen, and just as an actor, maybe Hot Shots part two but mostly major league i i think it's i i I mean you just laugh the whole time through um i think it's it's the cleveland indians um bob uecker just a little bit outside i i don't know to me it wasn't really a competition i know it's a baseball movie and you're gonna hear this from me over and over again um he got game i actually thought was a pretty good movie but i just can't get over majorly. It makes me laugh. It's baseball. What else do you have to say? All right, Stephen. What do you think? Uh, the same. I thought at the beginning. Uh, still, still going with major league there, Chris. Yeah, it's been one of those kind of nights. All right, major league moving on with a clean sweep, and we're gonna move on here to Mario. You'll lead this next discussion. And that is going to be the three seed of the Sandlot versus the fourteen seed of Days of Thunder. Mario, will the Beast get the best of you, or will you go with the auto racing movie? It's up to you. What do you think, my friend? So I'm going to go with what I said previously in another episode. I cannot stand race car movies. I can care less. Also, on top of it, that it's Tom Cruise. Um, the Sandlot is just classic. It reminds me of my childhood. You know, playing stickball. The Beast will win. Sandlot all the way. We've got one for Sandlot. As we throw this over to Mike and Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Days of Thunder had Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise. They raced some cars. That's that. I mean, it just was kind of forgettable for me. I mean, it was a it was a good story, but uh, you know. I don't remember it that much. I mean, I remember fairly enjoying it, but it didn't didn't stick with me. Um, Sandlot, again, it is a kind of a nostalgia movie in that sense, but I think it's more than a nostalgia movie. I just think it it's a it's 
it's a really good sports film because it really takes sports for the essence of sports. It's, you know, they're playing together as a team, you know, but it's also growing up with sports and what they can, what it means to people. So I think as a reflection of sports films, Sandlot's got to win. So um, I'm going with Sandlot. Sandlot has a 2 nothing victory as it comes to me to cast a potential deciding vote. Yeah, I don't care about Days of Thunder. I- I've watched it. It was fine. Um, is it the first Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movie? I-, I-, I think so. Am I wrong? Yes, thank you, Mike. Um, like I-, I don't care about Days of Thunder. I never have. I- I'm not a race car, necessarily a race car guy, although there's a couple of those movies that are really good. That being said, I- I'm not a huge Sandlot guy either. I'm sorry. Um it's the second best baseball James Earl Jones movie is about the best I can say about it. Um, I, I, I didn't grow up watching it. I grew up with rookie of the league, rookie of the year. And with major, no, what was the other one? Um, what's the more he owns the Minnesota twins. What is your you're, you're, you're talking about little big league, little big league. And, uh, That's what I grew up with. Though. Yeah. Like, the fact that that did that was stricken from the bracket is still a sore spot. in in my uh, point, but sorry, it took me a minute. Cause I was still floored by the fact that you're not a big Sandlot person. Anyway, I'm not a huge Sandlot fan. Um, my wife loved that movie a lot more than I did. when We did this bracket with her. She's like, Oh, Sandlot's going to go to the sweet 16. I'm like, Oh no, it's not, but it's definitely going to the run. Can, 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 can we invite her onto this and, and lose you? You can, it won't work, but no, it's, I mean, Sandlot has enough there to, to take it over days of thunder. I'm not sure how much further it's going to go, but Sarah, what do you say? I just want to clear up the movie, the Sandlot for you. And maybe you haven't seen it. You need to rewatch it. It I is have. such a classic coming of age story. You, in the summer with the kid, like the 4th of July scene. I never had those 4th of July's. But God, I have always wanted to have one of those Fourth of Julys. The kids out in the street in the neighborhood. It's such a great movie, and even his relationship with his stepdad. Uh, you know, minus the bees, minus all the kid stuff involved too. But they're they're so much more involved. Like just as a coming of age story of these kids growing up, the challenges that they go through through life. I think you need to rewatch it, and I think you need to consider those things when you're watching it. It's not just baseball. It's not just, you know, wiffle ball in the field. There's so much more to it. I promise you, if you watch it again, you'll change your mind. So you really like Wendy Wendy Peppercorn, don't you? I don't know the references with the Wendy Peppercorn thing and the the whipped cream (laughs) bikini. Um, I think you're a little backward on that. But, I mean, yes, there's Wendy Peppercorn. It was the kid's first crush. It was the dork that pretended like he was drowning just so he could get a kiss with her. It's such a fantastic coming-of-age story for all of them. I just think that you need to rewatch it. Some of us call that sexual assault, Sarah. Just throwing that out there. But, uh, Stephen, what do you think? It's like the 50s. They didn't care. Stephen, you're still on mute, my friend. Uh, I think if we learned anything from James Bond, six no's and a yes is a yes. So <laughs> as long as she said yes after the kiss, it's good to go. Um, is no, that what the, Timothy Dalton told you? No, that's what Sean Connery told me. Timothy Dalton as the best Bond, which is the official stance of this podcast as well. Uh, we'll never do that. Days of Thunder, perhaps the best NASCAR movie ever. But the best NASCAR movie ever is still not as good as an average baseball movie, and The Sandlot is way more than an average baseball movie. 
it is so much more than that. So why I like Days of Thunder? No, the Sandlot. The Sandlot all the way. Sandlot is going to move on to the next round. And this next grouping is an interesting one as it brings up the seventh seed of Invictus versus the ten seed of Talladega Knights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Mike and Nikki, you're going to start us off here. What do you think? <sighs> Talladega Nights is a phenomenal movie for two minutes while they're praying to baby Jesus around the table and otherwise completely forgettable. And again, like we're, we're going to compare car racing to rugby in a nation recovering from apartheid. Like, what are we even talking about here if this isn't Invictus? Come on. Give me a break. So Mike is locked in with Invictus, and that brings it to me. Um, I'm going to be a little controversial here. Um, Invictus was boring. It was a boring film. Um, if you're going to give me an Oscar-nominated movie featuring uh, Morgan Freeman as Nelson Mandela, I'm all in. Like, 100% all in for that film. But you tried, tried to tie a rugby movie featuring Matt Damon giving a horrible South African accent. Horrible accent. Um, with that being said, like, Talladega Nights, the, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, um... It's not a great movie. It's a really funny comedy, I guess. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen might be the best part of that movie. Uh, I, I'm not enamored with either of these films, so I have to kind of lean back to which one am I going to watch again. I'm going to watch Talladega Nights if it's on, and I'm not in a sober state. I might watch that again. I don't think I'll ever watch Invictus again. I thought it was a little bit of a boring film. So I'm going uh, Talladega Nights. Sarah, you're up. I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. Um, I do think that Invictus as a whole was a better movie. Um, it Talladega Nights was a ridiculous movie, but it's also still one that we talked about earlier. It just makes me laugh. It's it's stupid. Um, I initially was going to vote for Invictus, honestly, which I think would be uh, different than what you guys would think of my vote on this one. Um, but I have to go back to the ordinary. I'm always going to choose a movie that I can watch over and over and over. And it makes me laugh. Uh, the, sometimes you don't have the emotional capacity to deal with some of these more deep movies. I'll take a stupid comedy any day. Talladega Nights has built a little bit of a lead here as we bring it over to Steven. What do you say, my friend? And you're still on So, mute. I am not even. You gotta let me click. Uh, so, Invictus is a film that wants to be profound in profound ways. And Talladega Nights does not care what you think about it. And Invictus is not as profound as it thinks it is. And Talladega Nights is not as dumb as it thinks it is. So at the end of the day, I think Talladega Nights is more enjoyable because it kind of knows what it is better and it does a better job of doing what it's trying to do. So I'm going to go with The Ballad of Ricky Barbie. The Ballad of Ricky Barbie apparently is moving on. Uh, Mario, what do you say? Chris, do you really want to start the mispronunciation? No, I do not. I can start the ringer right now. Please do it. Please, please. And Mario has been muted. What do you say, my friend? 
I actually am going to agree with you, Chris. Invictus was fucking boring as anything. I couldn't even get through it. So uh, 100% Ricky Bobby, baby. And yes, Sasha Baron Cohen, he made that movie. I, I, I just want to be clear. Two of the people that said Invictus was boring voted for Chariots of Fire. I did not vote for that. That should tell no, you no, how boring you. it is. Okay. <laughs> That's true. So, Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby is going to move on. And that's going to bring us to your two-seed miracle versus your 15-seed of Happy Gilmore. And um, I'm actually going to start this one, I guess. Holy crap. Okay. Uh, Is Miracle Kurt Russell's best movie? Hell no. Um, he's not. If he was wearing an eye patch and a cut off black t shirt, then maybe. But he's not Snake Pliskin here. Um, miracle. Maybe this could be me, and I'm going to fully admit I was born in 83, well after this movie happened. I didn't care. Um, the majority of my childhood is after the Cold War, so I didn't get the, the, the stakes that were involved here. I think the myth of what actually happened is a lot more interesting than this movie. Happy Gilmore is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. Him fighting Bob Barker, rolling down uh, the freaking golf course is hilarious. I think you've had enough. No. Boom. Now you've had enough, bitch. Is freaking funny. I'm going Happy Gilmore, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Sarah, what do you think? I've said it once. I'm going to say it again. Stupid movies that make me laugh are always going to win. I've probably seen Happy Gilmore over a hundred times, and I'll watch it again next time it's on. Um, Those are the days where Adam Sandler, I think, was at his best. Um, This is kind of just a tough call because Miracle, I think, had just historically... um, I mean, most people bring it up, right? Most everyone knows... At that time. I, but I, I still, Happy Gilmore makes me laugh every time. There's a little bit of hockey. There's a little bit of golf. So it, it's like a dual sport movie. So I feel less bad voting for it. Happy Gilmore has somehow built up a, a rather sizable lead here. As we bring this over to Steven, what do you say? So I have kind of an interesting relationship with miracle in that i've seen it about three times i think uh every time i see it i absolutely love it and then two days later i could not tell you the plot other than you know it's about when we beat the russians in the olympics it just it's so well crafted and has no staying power with me whatsoever so i think it's a better film if i put on the critics hat but it just has no connection to me whatsoever. I'm actually going to go with Happy Gilmore here. Um, yeah, I'm still going to do Even though I'm the one that made it a 15 and 2 seed, I'm going with Happy Gilmore. And Happy Gilmore is going to move on to the next round, but let's see what Mario and Mike have to say. We'll start with Mario. Go ahead, my friend. Oh, no. I, I think we should make this a comedy, you know, matchup. Talladega Nights versus Happy Gilmore. Um, like Sarah said, stupid movies 
it's always going to be. Listen, I would rather laugh than cry any day of the friggin' week, especially in quarantine, as you know. So, 100%, give me some Bob Barker beating the shit out of Adam Sandler. I'm good with that. Happy Gilmore going for the decisive victory here as the... Nikki, can you think of a, a 15 seed that kind of came out and dominated a two scene like this? I, I can't think of one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I don't. We don't need to talk about things like that. Um. <laughs> Duke was a thirteen. Yeah, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's all right. <clears throat> well, you know, I I'm not a Talladega Nights fan or a Waterboy fan or of a or a Dodgeball fan. Like all those movies, I just did not love. I love Happy Gilmore. I think Happy Gilmore is hilarious. Um, it is so funny. It's so clever. I will always watch Happy Gilmore. However. I feel like when we're talking about sports movies, you know, Miracle has that quintessential sports feel. Like, I just want to see those underdogs, that good story. You know, the, the the team prevails. They work together. I like that it had, you know, the something they did. It's Olympic. So I'm going to throw Miracle a bone here. I mean, Happy Gilmore already won. But I'm going to vote for Miracle because I do think, you know, as far as hockey film goes, it's a really good hockey film. So I'm giving it to Miracle. Miracle picks up the uh, the mercy vote there at the very end, but Happy Gilmore is going to move on to the next uh, next round of thirty two, and that is going to bring us to the end of the third bracket here in the com- in the comic book. There you go in the sports movie bracket challenge. We will be back shortly with the fourth uh, the fourth quadrant here for the boozy bracketology podcast, though. Find us on Instagram or on Twitter at Boozy Bracketology and have a great week, everyone.